Welcome to the third episode of the Data Leadership Podcast. Today I'm joined by Rob Lancashire. Uh, we're going to discuss the topic of how to build a dr data-driven culture uh, within an organization. And we're actually going to look at some of the key differences between big and small businesses that uh, that Rob's had that experience in. So, so what I think we should do is start off by just introducing yourself, Rob, um, a little bit about your background uh, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, great, thank you. Yeah, so um, I've been working in um, data for about 16 years now. I started in RBS as a, on a graduate scheme, uh, but quite quickly uh, liked the fact that when I was working with data, it felt nice and easy. So sort of moved into data roles fairly early in my career um, and did a right, big variety. It was RBS at the time and moved to RBS Insurance did a lot of sort of um, MI sort of call centre type um, reporting and then moved through different things like capacity planning and eventually uh, worked in uh, HR under the MI manager there when we were separating away from the Royal Bank of Scotland um, a fair few years ago now. Um, at that point um, I had a great experience in HR but uh, decided to move on when the opportunity to take redundancy was there. And moved on to a much much smaller company so i think at the time direct line was about thirteen thousand people so I moved on to a company called isolate.com which is holiday comparisons a totally different change of industry um, but again working with data uh, and in there managed to move from that sort of more you know large organizational type reporting to very web journey focused and about customer decisions and how to optimize the journey through uh, the web so it was a very different change and say about 50 odd people in Isoly so a much much smaller company um, and stayed there for about four years or so uh, before moving on to another company called You Explore who do online careers guidance um, and again that was much smaller again about 10 people and um, so I was the data team <laughs> in there um, so again very different culture looking at how um, we work with students data how they're moving through the websites and the kind of interests and things that they were putting in and the jobs they were picking at the end and using that information to try and give them better recommendations and also work with some of our partners to try and tailor some of their content to attract the right people and um, earlier this year um, decided um, with everything that's happening with uh, covid and everything it was a good opportunity to try a different change of career and i'm back into insurance with uh, conveyor insurance so again, looking more at um, across the board with insurance, just all our uh, reporting, uh, business intelligence, sort of generally in um, career. Brilliant, yeah. And I think that's a really good overview of where you're at with things. And I think you've been in quite a, a unique uh, position where you've gone from big to small to, to, to big to small, that sort of thing. Uh, and I think you're in a good position to, to discuss the topic today, which is obviously building a, a data-driven culture within an organisation. I think a lot of uh, data leaders focus on this and not necessarily achieve it. And it's not something maybe that you can just tick off that you've achieved. It's a, it's a long-term aim and it's an evolving ongoing goal for for, for leaders and what why, why do you think it is so important so i think it's it's really important for um, people working not just in data but for a business right we're in a time sort of at the moment where businesses are changing totally in how they use data so we're going from businesses that used it very internally 
to drive different processes to check that people were doing the right things and we were getting the right revenue. To now we're using data as a differentiator and trying to find new opportunities to drive different types of business um, and revenue opportunities and ways to retain customers, um, all those kind of opportunities we see. And it's kind of, I think a lot of people start to decide they need to do it because they see that other people are doing it and it's kind of the wrong place to start. But you know, in a way, that's why you are doing it. Because you know if those people move too far ahead of you, then the chance to catch up is going to go and they're going to take a lot of market share. And before you know it, you're going to be a very small company that's getting obsolete. So I think that's why it's become really important. And there's lots of lots of aspects to it as well right, that are really important. So it's about getting people on the same page, getting people all working towards the business strategy. So that's where you're starting with. What's your business strategy and how is data going to feed into that? And if you can get those two things linked up, then you're going to start prioritizing the right things that you're developing, start to create the right sort of metrics and KPIs that actually drive the behaviors you want within the business. And hopefully you're going to have a more harmonious workplace where people are actually agreeing at least on the data they're looking at. Whereas if you don't have that right from the top down, you get a lot of sort of energy wasted with people deciding what the right number is and just trying to get to that single number that is actually driving what you need to do becomes really hard. So, so you think it's down to the planning of this, basically, from, from the get-go, you need to have the right questions that need to be answered. You need to, to, to know what you want to achieve before dive, sort of diving into something like this. Yeah, absolutely. You need to have the people at the very top driving that conversation because if you're not getting the people at the top driving it all the way down through the organization, by the time you get to middle managers, you, you're probably trying to help them answer questions that they don't know whether they need answering. So you're putting a lot of time and effort into just getting data just to try and hit, you know, that one great thing that is just going to be random because everyone's just trying to find something that's good. Whereas if you can start it right at the top with actually what is the business strategy what are those key questions that need answering and then further down what are the key things that lead into those questions then you get a much more clearer sense of what it is you're trying to achieve do, do, do you feel at the moment it's very much a, a bottom-up sort of approach uh, as a common commonplace within businesses yeah i think it i'd say probably more middle it's i think it's a lot of people trying to figure out better ways to do things but I mean, it depends, right? It's, I've been in organisations where it has been very much top down and very clear what you want to do. Um, but most areas I've worked in has been very much one person deciding something they need at that very point in time, which might be the next big thing. It might not. And they don't know whether it's going to lead into the strategy or not. But it, if it is, great, brilliant. Um, but you tend to spend a lot of time just doing things in the hope that it might be something that helps with the strategy, but um, ultimately become just time wasters. Yeah, so, so one of the challenges sounds like who's driving this process, who's, who's really um, yeah, driving that process. What, what other challenges can be faced when you're trying to build a, a data-driven culture? Yeah, so I think it is access to the right people and knowing who those right people are um, can be the biggest um, sort of 
thorn in that issue. I've, I've been quite lucky in um, a lot of the businesses I've worked in. So going back to that HR example for, um, in Direct Lime, the, the HR director at the time, Mark Martin, was very um, sort of techn technology and numbers driven. So he was very clear in what he wanted from his teams. And so that tended to trickle down. And therefore the rest of the teams were all very focused on that. And we had some clear things to develop. And it was the same at Isoly as well. We had some people come in um, there and drive that through just all data conversations all the time. So what, what is the data telling us about our business, how it affects customers? But if you don't have that, if you don't aren't able to identify those right people uh, quickly, then it can become a lot harder, especially if you've got detractors as well that you're having to manage who don't believe in what you're doing. If you haven't got that support, from people on the Exco that can help you sort of frame it and frame how that's going to be beneficial to the company, then yeah, it becomes um, really hard to do anything because it's going to fall flat on its face uh, quite quickly. That's a really good point. So it's down to finding those key decision makers, finding those key people that can drive uh, this for you. You can't do it on your own. Um, <laughs> you, you need that chain of, of, uh, of relationships as well. Um, and what what have you found in terms of the, the, the differences between the bigger organisations to, to the smaller organisations that you've worked with? Yeah, so the smaller organisations, it's just a lot easier, right? If you've got a company that's 50 people or 10 people, you're all in the same office, then you can just go talk to people and you can find the right people. And people will just come talk to you as well, because if they're interested in data, they pop around the corner and ask, have you got this data that's going to support them? And so it's much easier to find the right people in those businesses. Now, that's been my experience. I guess the flip side of that in the small company, if you get someone that's really anti what you're doing, then they're going to have a much bigger impact in a small business than uh, perhaps in a large business. So I think small businesses, it's a lot easier to do that. Probably the, the bit that's a little bit harder in small businesses is budgets, right? The smaller business just generally has less revenue. So if you need to get a budget, both in terms of dev resource to start getting the right data coming into your team, that's a bit harder with a lot of other priorities that tend to be going on in small business at any one time. Um, but yeah, personal budgets for actual data uh, visualization, analysis, getting the right tool sets, things like that can be a bit harder in a small business when you're battling um, for a, a very small budget, um, a very small pot of money from uh, other people that need that as well um, but again that can be true in biz big business as well I think you have to be a lot more vocal about why you need the budget in a big business you have to be able to push that um, case the business cases up through the lines a bit clearer and you have to be able to access those right people that have control of that money in big business as well so so sometimes even though big businesses can have more money there it can be harder to find again the right people that can support you in in opening up those budgets and like i say not just money but the resource side of it in development and things like that as well it can be a lot harder i, th I think we touched upon this in the first couple of episodes that i've done for the uh, for the podcast and it comes down to relationships within a business it comes down to selling what you do from a data and a bi perspective yeah. why is it so important that we have a data-driven culture how do we achieve that um, and putting that across to the key decision makers and like you say in a bigger organization 
it's not as easy as it, it sounds. There, there's so many um, to identify and so many to speak to. Uh, lots of problems like that. But one of the things that, that, that I read about um, when looking into building sort of a data-driven culture is data accessibility tends to, mm. to, to come down in every conversation, really. It's like, okay, how do we access this data? And often it's the case that they can't access data. And that's one of the frustrations that can come in. Have you found that personally during your, your work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, that can be a lot harder in a bigger business because you're not just trying to provide data access to one area or one team you're trying to provide it to everyone and they've all got different databases um, all different data quality levels and quite often different tools they're using to access it and yeah absolutely we can go out there with big bang like things to say this is what we're going to do with data it's, we're going to do this start to finish it's going to be great all governed managed and you're going to have self-service and you can be able to go and get that. But then the reality hits that the time it takes to do that for a big organization where you're talking lots of products and lots of different support areas that all want a piece of that, it, it takes a lot of time. So again, going back to those smaller businesses where you've got quite a, you know, a much smaller um, amount of data, not necessarily in rows and columns, but smaller remit in terms of what you're trying to get across to the business, it can be a lot quicker then to set up um, access to the right data. And then like I say, once they've got that, they can start looking at it, they can start generating their own ideas, start using it to sell um, to other areas, what it is we've got as a business and why we're different using that data. And they can go out and sort of generate that culture as well and then come back with more ideas about how they want to use it differently. Um, but yeah, you, you're absolutely right. In a large business, it's, you've got to take that step by step by step and just try and avoid that hype cycle of everything's going to be great to why haven't I got anything and which uh, can just destroy anything you're trying to do. Yeah I think that's a really good point it's uh, it's a long-term goal you want them to see quick wins but at the same time you don't want to promise the world in a short period of time and yeah. that that's where the engagement in that change will probably stop. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So, yes. And again, that's about having that right stakeholder management at the top as well to help you sort of manage the fact that not everyone on that Exco is going to get everything they want straight away. It's going to be prioritised in agreement with them. So everyone knows what those priorities are and you're going to walk through step by step. And, you know, even after the first time you've gone through um, one of those steps, they're not going to be at perfect place they're going to be a much better place but that place will be a place where they'll go actually we're missing this and we need this and we need this and that's fine there'll be a feedback loop in but not expecting perfection straight away as well probably a big thing do, do you feel there's a difference in how quickly you can create a data-driven culture depending on the type of business they are not only the size but are they a you know a tech startup or are they a large finance organization that have done things in a certain way for years and years do, do, do you feel that there's some there's some key differences in the timeline something like this can probably be achieved yeah i think there is i think there's there's big similarities right because i think everyone appreciates now that data is a huge thing so perhaps like right when i started my career data was probably just you know more of a subsection of a lot of things people were doing but the last the 
Isolate.com, uh, You Explore, and um, now McAvey, you know, all three of those companies, um, to be fair, DRG as well, I'm not excluding them. But now it's very much right, we need to do something with data. We're collecting all this data and there's got to be value in it. So we need to do something everywhere. But like you say, yeah, the length of time to get from start to finish, unless you're going to have a huge data team which is impossible given you know the battle for resource there is out there uh, recruitments even if you wanted to you couldn't it's going to take a lot longer in a big company to to get there but i think the key thing is to keep communicating what it is you're doing along that journey and showing other areas you know what it is that areas are starting to get now and starting to give them that excitement without like we say promising the world too early so that they get engaged in it and want to buy into that journey coming to them as well. Definitely, definitely. So uh, I think ju just to wrap this up then, what if, if you're a data leader coming into an organization and you're, you know how important it is to build a, a data-driven culture, what, where do you start? What, your, what would your advice be to someone coming into a role? So I think the first thing to do is just to get out there and talk to people. Um, I was on a CDO summer school recently, they call it coffee and cake, you know, just get out, talk to people, talk about what problems they're having at the minute, um, where they could do with help and just see what the issues are um, there. And I think I'm going back to my early career, not doing that can create your problems straight away because you can go and say, look, all this great stuff we can do. And they just come back to you and say, but I just want good quality data. Um, yeah, right, okay, fine, back in my box. Um, so that's probably the starting place uh, for anything. And that's not only people at the top, it's talking to everyone um, that's using data because the exec will have one view of it, come down to the sort of middle level management, they'll have a different view of um, where their problems are and issues are. And the data teams as well will have their own um, issues they've got with the data. So I think when you start with that, you can start to get an idea of where people's priorities are, where there's some value you can think we can get that quite quickly. Um, but then you need to start finding the right people to who are going to buy into your vision of data. And I think the key thing there is just getting it out there, right? Don't don't say, yeah, we can do all this great stuff, do a nice PowerPoint presentation and keep that to yourself, never to, uh, to be shared with anyone, but to start talking to people about what you could do and how that could be valuable. Because I think that's the way you start to get people interested in, because they'll go, oh, this person will be interested. Yeah, you need to go talk to them about that. And you can start to generate that sort of um, enthusiasm for what you're doing. Um, the, the, li the link between data leaders and ne needing uh, sales skills and communication skills seems more and more apparent and and it's it's just one of the things that we've discussed before is how, how do you get that and how do you go about that and i think you just touched upon it there it's getting yourself out there it's it's, it's throwing yourself into it um just not expecting everything to change in a moment it's going to be a long-term ongoing uh goal as a leader really yeah absolutely and i'd say i started as that very typical data personality where I'd do a load of work and then quietly put it out there and uh, just hope somebody noticed and pat patted me on the back and sort of I think the, the one great thing about big business uh, there is that you realize that if you don't go out there and start shouting a bit more about what it is you do then you aren't going to get noticed you do need to you know self-advertise and self-promote and so that sort of changed me and particularly then going to smaller businesses where it was easier to do that 
help build up my confidence and then coming back into big business again I feel quite prepared for that side of it now um where it might not have been early in my career yeah I bet I bet it's it's doing great work in data and shouting about it It, it's becoming more and more apparent that that, that's key to the success so no I, I really appreciate um your time today Rob um what what I'll do is um if it's okay with you I'll put a link to your your profile on the um uh, the, the video comments if anyone has obviously any questions off the back of the uh, the chat we've had today then feel free to obviously reach out to to to, to rob um and uh, and yeah until next time um yeah we'll leave it there great thanks a lot rich